Welcome to the Have Courage podcast, a human-centered podcast from the listening organization. And today we've got a bit of a special podcast because I've been asked by a good friend of mine, Rich Cooper, to be on the other side of the microphone for a change. So uh, good evening, Rich. Good evening, Gary. How are you doing today? Yeah, good. Back home. Uh, nice bit of chill out. And now I'm glad that I'm speaking to you to get my energy back. Fantastic. Well, look, as we get going, before you start um, sort of leading the conversation the other way around tonight, would you mind just giving any listeners a little bit of a lowdown? Who is Rich Cooper and what are you passionate about, Rich, before we get going? Yeah, so I think, I guess my last 20 years have been around the financial services sector and the technical roles. And I think probably the last three or four years, um, the personal development, the coaching element has really sort of pushed me on. And so I spend a lot of time with people inside and outside of work now, understanding what drives them, um, what energizes them, uh, helping people to start helping them move forward. And, and we always talk about energy, and this is so the conversation we're having at the moment, something that gives me energy. So I'm trying to do more of that kind of stuff. So yeah, I love, love these kind of conversations, and I love helping people. So it seems like a good thing to do, I guess, having the conversation tonight. Brilliant. Well, look, thank you so much, Rich, again for joining me tonight, and I will hand mm. over to you. So I'm now in the hot seat. So I think I think whenever I listen to your podcast, your conversations, one of the things I'm always curious about is how did they happen? Yeah. So I think if we talk about our conversation, how did this conversation happen? So what were we two weeks ago? We were having lunch. <laughs> I remember you were having quite a challenging day. Um, you're slightly late. And you had a lot of lot of issues on your plate, and um, I think we just started talking, um, basically to sort of take the mind off what was going on the day, and then we started talking about the your courage summit, and it's not, not something that we'd probably talked a massive amount before, um, but I could sense the more we talked about it at lunchtime, I could I could tell the energy was changing, um, so you were tending to forget about your challenging day you were having. And I was tend to forget about the tiring day that I was having. Um, and I think both our energy levels raised, I think it's fair to say, if you can remember that day a couple of weeks ago. Absolutely. No, it's a great, great observation. And um, the more we were talking, the more curious I was getting, I guess, I guess, I guess the summit. And I think we were literally just walking out the door, weren't we? And I was rushing back to work and you were rushing back to your car. And I always had, had these questions that I wanted to ask you about the summit that you've um, done, the Courage Summit. And I almost stopped myself and thought, actually, no, let's, let's spend a bit more time talking through this. Because actually, if I'm curious about it, other people might be curious about it too. And we don't often get to see you, your side of it. And actually, there's a really, really interesting story going on there as well. Um, so yeah, that was the background, really. Um, I think what I would say is the summit the courage yeah the courage summit and i guess what i i don't i listen to your podcast value for vulnerability i know you've got listening organization web, website and i'm guessing my first question was the courage part because it's not something that you've spoken about a massive amount maybe even an online theme so that was my first question what where did this summit and um, summit idea come from that's just, it's a really great, really great question, actually, Rich. So 
so I've had quite some debates with myself as well as with friends like you over the last sort of six months around the vulnerability piece, you know, courage, listening, awareness, etc. And what came up for me when I was working with my coach on you know, what did I want to do the summit on? I looked at a whole range of other things like breaking through or getting out of your own way or becoming more aware. And there was just, there, there was something that was missing. And through doing some brainstorming with my coach, I just came up with this idea of the courage, which is, hang on, you know, when we're getting in our own way or if we're getting stuck in our own thinking, quite often we're lacking the courage to speak up or to be ourselves or to take a risk in being seen in a way maybe we haven't been seen before. And just something happened, something crystallized through those conversations with my coach where I went, hang on, you know, it's not about just politely being vulnerable or listening. It's actually being courageous as almost like an overarching theme. So because yeah. if we are courageous, we can step into that version of ourselves and listen deeper. We can be more curious. We can take, you know, risks because that courage piece for me is almost, it's like the energy behind all the other things that we want to try and do. Um, and that's sort of where it came from. It's probably not the pure answer, but they're the sort of things that were going on for me to arrive at that title. So one thing I'm really interested in is, as, as part of the coaching I do, I have lots of conversations with people who get stuck around planning and forward planning. And if I had said to you two years ago, Gary, um, let, maybe we can talk about where you were two years ago, but if two years ago I'd have said, Gary, in 2019 you're going to create this virtual courage summit and you're going to have all these guests come on and talk through um, what courage means to them, what would you have thought two years ago? Well, to answer your question, I would have gone, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it would have been so far away, as much as I care about the sort of people agenda. Mm. Yeah, this, this idea, these people that I had the pleasure to engage with was so far mm. away from my thinking. And Rich, I go a step further, actually. If you'd asked me six months ago, I wouldn't have believed any of this would have happened. Well, that was what I was going to ask. I was going to say a year ago, because... I think a year ago you were starting to move into this kind of field you're in and then six months ago and then I, what I try and bring it forward is say actually for six months ago you still couldn't have planned for the summit yeah and I think I'm just trying to trying to work with people to say actually sometimes it's not about having a master plan it's about moving in the right direction with things and then things start to happen and that's why I'm really curious about this so even six months ago if you think about this this summit plan, it's, it's, it's a really big, I mean, I imagine the organisation part of it must have been quite significant. So for six months ago, someone would have said to you in six months' time, for example, you're going to do this worldwide summit. How would that have landed then? Just even more bamboozling, to be honest. Okay. The horizon would have seemed way too short. Way, way, way too short. Okay. So how long, so tell me about the, tell me about the story then. So how, how far ago did you start planting that seed with the summit. I'm really interested about the process around how you suddenly come creating this summit. What was the, where was the starting point? Yeah, so, so what it happened, so my coach for this process has been a lady called Deborah Hurwitz. So okay. she's one of my summit guests as well, for anyone that may have seen the summit. And Deborah and I connected probably about 18 months ago because she was running her own summit called Productivity for Perfectionists. And while I'm definitely not a perfectionist, I was really engaged in the process in the, basically you're getting free content, you're getting access to a load of speakers and insights and ideas that you wouldn't normally access. And it was because it was this one interview per day. I was like, wow, 
you know, because I'm an avid learner, as you know, I was just so yeah, yeah, yeah. And going, wow, this is amazing. But if I fast forward 12 months, I stayed in contact with Deborah. I went to see World Blue, um, the organization in the US around freedom at work. I went and met Deborah in LA um, in, when was it? October of 2017. So I met her, yeah, back there 18 months ago. But the big catalyst, the big catalyst for me was actually last September. So I went okay. to an event called The Zone where Deborah invited me to go and have a look just to experience all of these entrepreneurs. So I can't remember if I mentioned to you, Rich, there's a thousand entrepreneurs in one room. Just okay. incredible bars. You talk about energy. This place was just off the scale. But what I learned about at that, um, that event was developing summits and how you can serve as many people as possible around a passion that you believe in by getting online, by enrolling speakers, by reaching out to people by social media, email lists, etc. There's a big process behind it. In a nutshell, if you've got something that you believe in and you really, really care about, one of the best ways you can reach them is to do an online summit. And that was really the catalyst was as recently as September 20, September 2018, I was evaluating and learning about a summit. So as recently as that, less than six months ago, I didn't even know how to put an online summit on. So the other thing, the observation there is, um, it's one thing connecting with or listening to what Deborah was saying and then connecting with her. It's another thing then traveling to America to then go um, and spend that time. I mean, that's, I guess when I talk about you, I think that you, you, some people have the ideas but struggle with implementation. Other people are very good at implementing stuff, but maybe without thinking the things through. And I think the thing that always comes across with you is that you have these ideas and then you follow them up with action in a kind of, it feels effortless. I'm sure it's not effortless, but the fact that you know, the fact that you've listened to this person, gone to America and then sat in a room with lots of really influential people, then thought, actually, no, I want to then do something with that. That's quite, that's quite, um, it's quite impressive. So after that, after that um, time in America, you thought, this is something I want to do. This is something that appeals to me in terms of what I'm trying to guess. What what was your end game? What were you thinking about at the time? Is it maybe taking you forward with contacts or getting your messaging out? What was the main driver there? Yes. So for me, what was going on then was around this. I guess it was trying to crystallise my own thinking, Rich, in a way. Okay. Which was so as, as people that know me, you know, care about vulnerability, mm. showing more of our full selves, you know, removing some of the masks that we all wear. Yeah, um, I didn't really have a vehicle to do that in any big way before this summit. So that, this summit process last September just made me think, hang on, how can I potentially reach more people? If indeed my message matters to them. But I, I guess if I go back a step, actually, because you ask some great questions here, Rich. If I go back pre-summit, something I haven't spoken about was my six um, sessions of coaching that I paid for with okay. back in February 2018. And at that time, she took me through, or she understood that I started to talk about the bullying I had at age 12, 13, self-harming, you know, the mental health challenge, etc. Those things that I thought were causal to make me feel okay. a certain way, that happened in February 2018. So what actually happened is I met Deborah in sort of October 2017, and between meeting her and getting up to, to September 2018, when I actually went to this US zone event around the summit. Oh. Between those two meetings, I was I, I awoke. So I woke up to the realization that actually I've been holding myself back. 
I've been telling myself I'm not good enough. I'm telling myself I don't deserve to be successful. Bloody mm. basically over the last 12, 18 months, I've had this from multiple points, this okay. mass awakening of actually what life could be like. And that culminated in the summit basically last September, me going, hang on, if I'm stuck in my own thinking, if I'm not talking mm. about that I was bullied, if I'm not talking about that I self-harmed at uni, hang on, if I'm not doing that, and I'm quite a positive person, happy to talk about most things, mm. what about those people that aren't even, you know, that's so far away from that particular sort of way of speaking, living and being? And that yeah. was my catalyst, was hang on, if I can reach just one person that was feeling and looking like I was, you know, back in February 2018, then the summit would have been a success. So there's a combination of the coaching mm-hmm. and um, being open and aware to those kind of opportunities and then, and then the trip to the US. Mm-hmm. And then that almost came together with the energy in the room, give you that kind of push to say, actually, this is something I really want to do. Yeah, That's, that, was that, was that, how were you feeling at the time when you was over there, yeah? Absolutely, and I think that, that energy bit you keep coming back to, Rich, is so important because I remember. I really appreciate you doing this podcast with me because what I'm now remembering, which I had forgotten, there was this beautiful, very spiritual lady called Mona, who and she was struggling with where she should price her her business. She was a she was a healer. She'd go into okay. homes with them, and she she would actually make food with them. She would meditate with them. She would do yoga. Mm. It was a really personalized one-to-one service to try and help people get healthy in their own home. Yeah. And she was charging something like $50 a day for her product. Okay. Like she was just making no money. It was a pure passion product. So yeah. I helped her understand how to try and price her product that she could live and mm. people. And what she okay. did for me is she listened to me beautifully and intently for about 10 minutes. I went, Gary, what I'm sensing you're trying to help strengthen men through vulnerability. Yeah. That phrase has stayed with me ever since. And the men part, absolutely, is a big passion mm. project of mine. I do believe that we as men in particular are more invulnerable, we're socialised, we've, you know, we've mm-hmm. grown up believing don't, no, don't be weak, etc. But that moment when this lady who I never even met in the moment could paraphrase that message back to me, just based on what I said to her for five or ten minutes, but that's the sort of energy that was going off in this room in all directions. So, yeah, I'm probably waffling a little bit now, but hopefully that helps. No, no, <laughs> but that, I guess that was the story, because I was still, you know, that helps explain. It wasn't just one thing that was the catalyst. It was a number of things all coming together. Um, and that's why sometimes, you know, I always, when I'm always talking to people, actually it's difficult to plan, because you don't know how you're going to feel. You don't know what momentum you're going to experience in the future. So it felt like timing-wise... And I know you're an incredibly busy person, right? So the thought of this coming along when you're a busy person, you really have to use your energy and it has to feel right for you to be able to do it. Um, Because, you know, you need to, you know, it's, it's, it's a big thing. Yeah. So all those things coming together gave you the energy and the flow and the pull. Yeah. To, to go off and do this. Yeah. Because without that, it would have felt maybe a bit more of a struggle, but because you had the purpose of the call, um, it felt like the right time. Is that, is that how, I'm here, how I'm hearing it? Yeah. Do you want to know something? I'm literally, mm. and you'll laugh at this, because I always talk about, my, <laughs> I always buzz when I'm on these podcasts. You're doing it, <laughs> you're doing it for me right now, because that, mm. that insight you just drew out, that mm. call is absolutely the point. This whole project, since mm. certainly September of last year, 
you know, I genuinely feel, and it's going to sound a bit woo and spiritual, and it is to some extent, mm. I genuinely feel called to do this. Mm. I've not had to push it. Okay, I've had to push myself a bit. So, you know, yeah. grinding out, you know, I, I contacted 250 people to get 23 speakers. You know, there, there has been some grind behind it. Mm. It's never been a grind of fear or worry or anguish or mm. should I be doing this. It's just been busy. You know, it's just been busy, busy, busy. And yeah, it's so thank you for pulling, thank you for picking up on that point because it's absolutely mm. been a pull project. There's been nothing push about it. And that's what I guess I find when I spend a lot of time with people around the push and the pull. There's things that push people and there's things that pull people. And the more time you can spend doing things that pull you, the more energy you get. And you just tend to go in the right direction. So that was it. That was, I'm just saying, it was all, I'm always curious to say, how do you pack all you pack in your day? Uh, and we, we talked about the, I guess, the, talked about that in the past. But essentially, because you're doing a lot of this pull stuff, it doesn't feel... It's a lot of work, but it doesn't feel like it sometimes because it's just your passion subject. And I can imagine you sitting there and having this idea going, I need to do something with it. But again, the thing that I admire is the implementation bit, yeah? So a lot of people would have gone, and I'm, I'm one of these people that thinks, that's a really great idea. I feel appalled to do it, but then I would have got stuck because I would have gone, how do I do it? So you've, you've almost described through the pull bit, and I'm really interested to see actually how do you make it happen because I'm also thinking about the timescales, yeah, and how quickly you did it. So once you had that, that poor moment, what was your next step? What did you do with it? So this is where the coaching was so, so important. Okay. And I think, you know, for anybody that's listening to us now, whether they work with you as a coach in the future, mm. me or anybody else, do not underestimate the power of coaching if you've not had it before. Mm. I just have to put that out there. Because Deborah, what she did for me is she gave me one of the phrases, if I go back a step, what Sh Shanda Sumter is the lady that was leading the, the zone event. Mm. And what she spoke about, and I think this is so, so important, she talks about staying in the step you're in. And it sounds yeah. quite grandiose. It sounds quite, you know, okay, throw, throw away comment. But when you've got a coach, you can do that. You only have to worry about being present and dealing with what's on your plate right then in the moment. And that's what helped massively with having Deborah as my coach is she said, right, you now need, we now need to be looking at reaching out to the speakers. Okay, next week we now need to be looking at developing your email copy for your invites. You know, next week you need to be looking at X. So I never looked further ahead probably than a fortnight. Okay. And so she was giving you the mechanism saying this is, this, I'm guessing she's done these things before, yeah? So Absolutely. she was that knowledge to say this is how you implement it. And she was literally guiding you through, saying, these are the steps. Um, you had all the messaging because you, you knew what you wanted to get out of it, I'm guessing. Or did that come from coaching as well? Because you have the strap run about um, courage, but you've got all these guests as well. So how did you translate courage to those action points? Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a cracking question. So what, So that the, the title came first. So it's very much a case of what what... What message did I want to get out into the world? How did I want to try and serve people with this summit? And that's how we, so we came up with the, the title first, Have Courage. Okay. Uh, you know, get out of your own way and unleash the potential of the inner you. So those three deliberate elements are all things that I'm deeply passionate about. From there, it was then a case of, okay, who could be a great guest, bearing in mind the, okay. and the message that we're trying to get out into the world. So that was quite, it was obvious at the beginning. And I think like most things in life, you have that, that big energy, 
you know, you can think of a hundred people, you contact them, you get a lot of no's, you get a lot of thank yous mm. asking me, etc. But what was really interesting is I've, I, I got the first probably 15 speakers that I wanted really quickly. Trying to get the last eight took probably a month to get the wow, last okay. And it was a really interesting, and I don't know if that was my energy, I didn't know if that's how mm. I was showing up, I've got no idea, if I'm honest. But it was just really interesting because I guess as you get closer to your target number, you get almost mm. subconsciously a bit picky. Like you know what you've already got, and you don't want the new, the next one's mm. alignment. Um, so yeah, there's, so there's quite a lot going on in the background, Rich. Um, but the coach was absolutely fundamental in that, allowing me to stay to stay in each of those different steps that I was going through. That's interesting. Got the eight really quickly. I guess you could have had the the, the opposite of that. You could have had struggled to get the first eight, and then I'm guessing at that point in time. Would you have had doubts or would you have had any thoughts around actually this might not work or did that eight give you the confidence to go actually no this is going to work and um and, and did anything surprise you with that process i'm, gonna, I'm not i'm not going to lie and pretend that it was a completely smooth process i actually <laughs> okay. at some point had the i think the thing that came up for me is probably the imposter syndrome okay. at one point you know i'd reached out to a few people you know i'd mm. For example, you know, like Ross Savage, for example, who, you know, rode across the three biggest oceans single-handedly. You know, mm. I was reaching out to certain people that have clearly demonstrated courage that I've come across in my network or otherwise. And I, as I sent some of those emails, despite I had my story and it's not about me, I'm trying to help other people. Mm. There was still, my ego still kicked in and sort of went, hang on, who do you think you are, <laughs> Gary? What right have you got to speak to someone that's rode single-handedly across three oceans? You're just Gary Turner. Mm. So, you know, that, so that absolutely popped up probably, probably four or five times in a sort of semi-serious way where I could have derailed myself. It, mm. never, it never lasted more than probably a couple of hours. But there okay. were four or five times where I had to go for a walk along Bournemouth Beach or just <laughs> switch everything off and just go get present, you know, feel the emotion, let it go through you and mm. then crack on. But so, so no, there's absolutely some, um, some of those challenges to deal with for sure. Um, and I guess they come up really intrigued about the guests because looking at the, the list of guests, there's some absolutely fantastic people you've got on there. And I think one of the, one of the ones that came to mind was Whitney Johnson, actually. Uh, and this is the, the difference between, I guess, you and me. So I've been um, listening to every single one of Whitney's podcasts ever since, ever since I can remember. All her books, been in email communication. Um, but the classic that you do is you go, actually, I'm just going to contact her. And I'll, and I'll speak to you and get on my podcast. And I was like, I think that sums you up, actually. It's almost like that call to action. Um, I've been, I guess, sometimes dithering a bit with, you know, just getting the emails. But, and then you sent me the fact that you got Whitney on your podcast. I was absolutely blown away. So I think that was the really the in, in all bit I had when I started to see some of the names you were getting. And, yeah, it was just a fantastic process. So, yeah. Thanks for me, because I think some of the guests that you've had on have really sort of changed my way of thinking about things. And that was going to be one of my questions, actually, because originally you were talking about um, objective around getting a better reach and getting your message out. I guess that was your general plan, I guess, yeah? Hmm. Um, but I'm really interested in the stories around um, what came out of it that you wasn't expecting. So... And I'll give you one of my, my little things. So, for example, you're talking, um, one of your guests about change, I think it was Richard. And that conversation stuck in my head. So I contacted him 
and I watched your video and it all resonated, it really resonated. And a lot of your guests did, but he particularly did. And I was in a meeting the next day and we were talking about changing the workplace. And I was able to go, actually, there's this, there's this video here that I really think you should listen to because actually it gives a really realistic view of how we deal with changing the workplace. Um, and it just sparked another conversation and that conversation sparked another conversation. And before you know it, there's three or pe four people having a conversation about change. And that was a direct result of the, of, of, the, of the summit, you know? So, and that's just a very small example, but I'm really interested to see how, what came out of it you wasn't expecting. Have you got any sort of examples there you, want to, you can talk through? Yeah, I've got, I've got plenty. First of all, I want to go back a step and actually thank you regarding Whitney Johnson, because I didn't even know who Whitney was, again, 12 months ago, until you shared with me actually about how impressed you were with Whitney's work. So again, back to this point about we're all connected, we're all part of one big network. You know, I would never have even known who Whitney was without you introducing her to me. So, but, so I have to say thank you for that. So one of the big things for me, Rich, that I took away was actually around the power of presence. You and I speak a lot about mind consciousness thought and actually, you know, you know, the, you know, we operate inside out, these sort of things we talk about. But one of the things that came up time and time again, whether it was from, you know, someone that's more spiritual, maybe it's someone in a pure business role, maybe it's somebody that was an author. The biggest thing, like the big sledgehammer, which I sort of, I saw myself already, but the absolute clarity was one of the biggest opportunities we have as a human race right now is to stop, is to give ourselves permission to stop, allow our minds to catch up and access what's already within us already. We've got all the ideas, we've got all of the dreams, we've got all of the ambition we could ever want already sit inside us, but we're too busy being busy and we're completely just taking ourselves further and further away from that ability just to access what's already within us. And it's, it sounds so ridiculously obvious but that was one of the huge themes for me and, I, and, and how it showed up from so many different people during the summit just really blew me away so you you did you get any contact from anyone that you didn't know before that basically said as a result of the summit this has been the impact on me i'm guessing though uh, you said at the start maybe if it impacted one person it changed or helped one person that was the that was the thing that i wanted from it but did you get that one person and did you get more than one person telling you that, that what you've done and made a difference? Yeah, so, uh, uh, yes, we have. And I'm so, okay. so grateful for it. And, and actually, okay. what I'll do is I'll add to the show notes of this podcast a link to a video that okay. I recorded. So I recorded a 12-minute reflection video for all of the speakers, the expert speakers, um, where I actually talk about, I think it's 10 of the, the main feedback points that moves me the most. And to give you some examples of what those look like, Rich, we had one person come back to me who said that he's had suicidal thoughts in the past. You know, he's, he's actually tried to end it in the past, but listening to the Richard Gerber talk really made him realise yeah. where his thinking was at. And it wasn't a case of, no, I'm going to stop myself doing that again. But it's just, just for someone to talk so openly and so vulnerably about that they try committing suicide and that one of these speakers' messages landed with them that they can see actually they don't need to think that way about themselves just like I, I literally had a tear in my eye i was just like you know what price do you put on someone mm. realizing that so that was one example another another example a little bit yeah, slightly different but really really touching was a lady who contacted me to say that she's really unhappy in her job she knows it's the wrong job for her she doesn't have the courage to leave it between day one when she contacted me and day five she left the job wow 
completely left the job, said, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. It's a completely toxic environment. It's making me ill. She mm. doesn't have a job now, but I've been in messages with her the last week or so. She's the happiest she's ever been in the last decade, even though she doesn't have a job because the job she was in was killing her, basically. Wow. So they're just two examples. We've got multiple mm. examples like that of people, some more severe, some less severe. But the point is, for me, it's just been an incredible experience to know that this mm. serves people in that way. And also, Rich, thank you again for your previous comment, because that ripple effect that you described are things that we don't mm. hear. Of. And I've heard from multiple other people as well about the conversations that are happening at home um, with other people's friends and families and relationships mm. that aren't directly connected to me, but I'm hearing via other third parties. Um, so I'm just going to share one more thing with you because I think this is really powerful. My relationship with my own mother following watching Paul McGregor talk about his father's suicide. Mm. So, yeah, there's, let's just say there's been something similar like that in my own family uh, many years ago in, in, in previous relations. Mm. The conversation, my mum and I have been involved on a different level, talking about some of the stuff that I went through, because I didn't talk about it with my mum, about my being bullied and all the rest of it. So you can imagine it's a little bit sort of, you don't want her to feel like she's done anything wrong, because she hasn't. She's she done nothing wrong at all. But our ability to converse and discuss and reflect on this summit, and how she's learned from the summit, and how I have learned from the summit, you know, what price she put on that? So there's been so many of these different stories and personal experiences mm. where you can go, right, it costs you, Gary, so many thousands to put this summit on. If, if I looked at it in a purely monetary turn, Rich, without having the courage to step into my, you know, what I wanted to try and make a difference with, I would never be having this conversation with you. But my God, I, I cannot put a price on these, these different types of feedback that people have offered and how some people have genuinely shifted their life in the last three weeks. It's, it's mind-blowing. That's, that's amazing. Thanks for sharing. I mean, that's, um, as I say, you say, sometimes we don't, and that's why I was kind of keen to have the conversation with you because sometimes we don't um, see the impact, you know, and, and it's very personal to you, but I guess, and I'd, I'd say, if, if, if six months ago I said to you, um, as a result of the summit, you'd have this new kind of conversation with your mum, again, you would have said to me, how's that going to happen? And I think, uh, my observation is, is actually, there's a lot of stuff that we do in, in our lives where we, we just don't plan for it. But at, at the, as a result of it, some new wonderful stuff comes out of it. And I think that's just evidence. What you just said there is actually, that all that stuff you couldn't have put in that requirements at the start. And actually, it's massively enriched you and actually really helped other people. And it's um, it's really nice hearing how, how it has helped other people. And I think... And that's, I guess, played on to my kind of last thought was around um, people might be thinking, actually, what you've done might be inspiring me to do something similar with something I'm really passionate about. And that's probably one of the reasons why I want to have a conversation with you, because we see the summit, but we, never, we don't really know the story behind it. But when you know the story behind it, you actually, that might, that might help me, actually. I might do something. It might not be all the guests you had. It may not be a global thing, but it may even be something quite small that people can get inspired by so they can start making a difference and they can start getting a pull in their own direction. I think the way you just summed that up there basically says we need to do more of the stuff that we love doing and have a pull towards because some of the, the consequences that come out of it are actually unseen but actually incredibly powerful. And if we could spend more of our time doing the stuff like you've just done, then the world's going to be a different place. I think that would be my, my takeaway. And that's the inspiration I get from you when seeing you through this whole process it's um 
it's pretty inspiring. So that's, yeah, thank you very much for talking me through that. I hope that has helped other people as much as it's helped me. Because otherwise this conversation would have just been at lunchtime on the way out of the office. Um, I had this kind of sense or this pull to go, actually, there's a really good, great, fantastic story in there. And it might help other people if they knew your journey through the process and, and some of the outcomes. And I'm guessing these are just the outcomes you've learned in the last couple of weeks. Whereas there's probably a lot of number of stories out there still to come out, which is a month down the line, a year down the line, two years down the line. I didn't go. I remember a year ago, I remember hearing someone on Gary's summit. Um, and because of that, I did this. And because of that, I'm now here. So it's all these kind of wonderful stories we haven't even heard about as well. I think that's probably even more powerful for me, what's out there and the, the ripple effect that you've made. So, yeah, no, I'll just say from my own personal perspective, thank you very much for putting the summit together. And, yeah, it's, I guess it's a bit of an inspiration for everyone out there that, yeah, you can do it. You can do stuff, can't you? If, if, um, if you get the support, just go for it. And that's what I need to do, you know, so, yeah. Absolutely. And I, and I think I want to um, add, add an extra comment again. Thank you for sort of leading sure. this and suggesting it, Rich, because it's, it's really helping me reflect as well. And I think I just want to add some extra weight to the comment you just made. Mm. So that Courage Summit, although it is now closed, mm. I'm currently in the process of actually making seven. So I've, I've handpicked seven of my favourite wow. okay. summit. And they will be available to anybody, that, anybody new that subscribes at haveCourage.co.uk. Or if, or if anybody that subscribes at thelisteningorganisation.co.uk, one word, whichever route anybody takes, if anybody new wants to get a little bit of a taster to what you and I have been talking about, um, if they sign up at either of those locations, they will get seven of my personally hand-picked favourite um, interviews from the summit directly sent through to their email box. So. Uh, and that's worth explaining goal, because I, mean, I, I have conversations all the time about your summit, and for some people that might have missed it, signing up at the start, or... You know, it's a, day by day, some people um, may not have the time to look, get them all. So that as a reference point or someone I can just point someone to, to go, look, take a look at this stuff, see what you think, and let's have a conversation about it. I think that's really, really great and powerful. So that's, that's I'm, I'm personally looking forward to those links. So, yeah, thanks for sharing. No, likewise. Thanks a lot, Rip. And how about, how about you as we, as we look to wrap up? What is, what, what's the th maybe some of your biggest takeaways from the summit for you personally, just out of interest, Rich? I think the takeaway for me, and I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I think I listened to about 20. I, didn't, I think I've missed a couple where, where I wasn't. But every single guest had a theme that was, I could pull out of it. Uh, and whether the, some of the guests I resonated with, like Richard Gerber, for example, was the one that really called out to me in terms of how he talked about and how I could relate the workplace to everything. Um, every, every, literally, I was written, I was, what I tend to do is I'll, I'll tend to listen to these things in my lunchtime walk, and I have my phone out, and I have my little notepad. And every single one of them, I was pulling something out, or it was um, allowing me to have a conversation about it, or prompting me to have a conversation about it. Um, and everyone had different styles, and everyone had a different approach, but there was, I guess it was just giving me encouragement to start being a bit more um, brave, I guess. Um, and yeah, so what I'm really keen to sort of replay some of them and actually um, reflect on some of them again. So I'm really looking forward to your, say your seven you're gonna pick out. Um, I'm really looking forward to that because what I tend to do is then I go and re-listen to it and then I'll write down some more notes and I'll probably have a conversation. I'll probably have a conversation with you about um, 
sort of drilling into some of the themes coming out. So I'd say every single one of them had had an impact, um, and some some resonate more than others. But there were some really what I love about these things is there's some fantastic people that you discover out there that you never knew before, and you almost think, oh, I should I just sort of knew about them a bit earlier? So you've brought the awareness to me um, that there's so many good people out there and they really want to help and they've got great ideas and I think it just gave me a bit more personally it gave me a bit more fuel to actually go no actually I want to I want to spend more time listening to these kind of people so now I've got LinkedIn connections out of it I've been sending emails with a lot of the guests um, and I just want to make you know, I, I, and, and you know it was a free resource I mean that it was gold dust for me personally so um, my my next objective is to try to share more of that messaging that you've given and um, because I know that there's a lot of stuff around courage that people struggle with. So a lot of my coaching conversations, for example, around people stuck in roles. You just mentioned you're the person you had about doing a role we didn't like. Um, that's the theme. It's being stuck and it's having the courage to do something about it. And that's where the coaching comes into it. So, yeah, massive takeaway for me. And uh, I know personally a number of people have really, really been impressed with some of the conversations and almost um had a bit of an aha moment aha moment so i know at least three people within work that have listened to them have gone actually yeah actually it's been on my mind but that's kind of given me the bit of the edge to do something with it so yeah just very powerful so yeah thank you very much it's been um it's been a good really good summit um and i'm still in awe so <laughs> i'm just in the trees yeah whether there'll be a summit too or <laughs> will it be and i will say it's dude isn't it but imagine if you with all your kind of ideas and energy and contacts managed to get people in the room for example and imagine the buzzing energy that would become from that one it's a bit like your the trip to states when you felt the energy in the room so i can just imagine maybe that's a little commitment to you around getting a courage summit maybe together in in person i haven't talked to you about this before but i could just visualize that that with all the speakers and all that energy flowing. I think that would be my um, my ambition to, to visit one of your summits in person. Well, Rich, look, people are listening to us live in the moment, mm. ribbing on this conversation. <laughs> I think it's yeah. a wonderful suggestion. Mm. It's a wonderful suggestion. I think you know it's not, and I really want to make this really clear for people. Mm. You, that's, you suggested that we can collaborate on that you know this network of teams this mm. interconnectivity that we all have and we will increasingly have with the use of technology is going to continue a pace so you know mm. i really don't see okay yes i led the summit i set it up i'm hoping to help serve people via it but i genuinely feel it's like other people's summit do you know what i mean and i think all the work we do we're doing it because ultimately we genuinely do want people to live healthier yeah. lives you know i know it sounds very very utopian but why wouldn't we we spend so bloody long in work don't we why would we not want to live that way <laughs> yeah. yeah so I, I definitely see it's a start of something i mean what you've it's been an amazing start in terms of the, the scale of what you've done and you that momentum's building and we know that things are going to need to change in the future around people and um, being more human and having more courage and vulnerability and all the kind of things you talk about in the listening organization so I think it's quite exciting, actually. I don't know how you feel, but it's almost like, yeah, you, it's one of those things you look ahead to and think we're going in the right direction. And the stuff that you're doing is almost shining a light on that. And there's lots of great people out there. So, yeah, thank you. 
No, th thank you, Rich, for being. I'll give you a gold star if I could reach through the screen for you. Doing <laughs> You're probably one of the few that did 20, I would have thought. So <laughs> I'll tell you what, as, as we look to wrap up, how, if people want to carry on the conversation with you, you know, you spoke about the fact you're keen about coaching, you know, you love to help yeah. people out their own way. What's the best way for people to reach you, Rich, if they want to carry on a conversation? Well, so yeah, the easiest way is via LinkedIn, uh, Rich Cooper. Well, the reason why I hesitated there is also I'm trying to get a website together, and this is the bit that I just literally, and I'm in awe of implementers, right? So I have all the ideas. I always have the visions, but when it comes to actually getting something over the line, other stuff gets in the way. So I've been working on this website. It's taking far longer than it should do because I am a technical person, and I'm trying to polish it a bit, if I'm honest. So um, I might need to, need to have a bit of courage and just put it out there without it being perfect, and that's okay. Um, so I, I think that's that's always going to be my resource where I can put all my thoughts, my resources, my purpose, my um, my passion, any kind of um, testimonials together. That's all my my holding bay. So when people say, "Oh, have you got a card?" or "Have you got somewhere I can look at?" I can go, "Actually, yeah, you have." As opposed to, "Oh, here's some here's some resources," or "Here's some people I know." I want, I want it to be the kind of central holding point where it's almost what's in my mind on a on a website. And I think once I do that, then it's the okay. That's that's the direction I'm moving into. So I'm going in the right direction. But for now, it's LinkedIn. That's that's and, wonderful. Uh, wonderful. If you can't find me. I'm sure they can find you, and you can connect them. But yeah, no, good to connect. With, great to connect with people. Yeah, I love connecting with people. So love it. And I, and I will vouch for Rich on this. He's he's connected me to a number of people over the last six months. You know, he's he's a big giver, big connector. So. Reach out to Rich, reach out to myself on at Gary Turner Zero on Twitter. That's G-A-R-R-Y Turner Zero, also on LinkedIn. And look out for these future events around Courage, because I think there could be a live event near you coming soon. So, Rich, <laughs> tonight. Great, great to chat. Thanks, Gary. Take care. Bye-bye.